Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first ever Soccer Symphony podcast. I'm your host, Jeffrey Vides, and let's just jump into it. Let's go. Well, as we know, tomorrow, uh, July 10th, 2018, we will be observing the first semifinal leg between France and Belgium. And it's going to be very interesting to see how they pan out because... Off the bat, we know that France are coming in favorites uh, to the tournament. And pretty much out of all the other teams that are in semifinals, Belgium, Croatia, and England, I'm pretty sure that out of those four, France might look like the favorable ones. I would say my ranking of probabilities of winning the World Cup would probably go France, Belgium, Croatia, and then England. But you you don't know because what we've learned from this World Cup is that it's unpredictable. You can't predict anything. Uh, the football, soccer giants, the whatever you want to call it. I'm gonna go just go with soccer because obviously we're in the U.S. But I, I I'm Hispanic, so you know uh, football or you know however you want to see it. But we have seen that the soccer giants in the likes of Germany, Brazil. Um, not even, Netherlands didn't even qualify. Italy didn't qualify, and other teams at Portugal, for example, other teams that we had expected to have seen um, up to up to this phase aren't even here. We're looking at four teams that out of out of those four, I'm pretty sure you only imagine France being in it. But other than that, it's crazy. This has been a really crazy World Cup, and it really shows you how soccer has been developed um, over the. The last four years from Brazil to now to to Russia, soccer has been growing and it's not going to stop growing. And uh, Qatar twenty twenty two is gonna not going to be an exception either. I'm I'm pretty sure by the time we get to Qatar, we're going to be seeing another level because everything keeps improving from the 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 footwear, the pitches. Have you seen what the soccer pitches and the stadiums are going to look like in in, in Qatar twenty twenty two? It's insane. It's incredible what they're doing. Like. To a certain extent, I feel like they're spoiling, they're sort of ruining um, the the game, the beautiful game that we've come to know and love. They're innovating the soccer balls, uh, goal line technology, and the everybody's favorite and cloud, crowd pleaser, uh, VAR, uh, has come into play into this World Cup. And how do you fear about it? What do you think about it? Do you like it? Do you hate it? I mean, there's so much to talk about, and this is exactly why I threw myself at starting um soccer symphony and because i just love soccer i love football i love calcio i love fujibo i love it all from every single country every single league i don't don't make exceptions of anything um we're gonna talk about mls we're gonna talk about liga mx we're gonna talk about from time to time even um you know uh, central american leagues and then obviously we know that the powerhouse leagues that we have in South America, like the Argentinian League, um, Liga do Brasil, and the Brazilian League, and all that other stuff. And there's just so much to talk about. And then, let alone, obviously, obviously, we're going to be talking about, you know, the BPL, the Premier League. We're going to be talking about La Liga. We're going to be talking about Serie A. We're going to be talking about Bundesliga. We're going to be talking about um, League On. And I feel like football... Is soccer, I'm sorry, is just growing, 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 growing. It's getting to a bigger audience in every single World Cup. There's a bigger audience drawn to it. And it's incredible how 
it's developed, how it's unraveled. And I'm just so excited to be in this generation um, and to be experiencing the way that we are, that we have it at the fingertips. Uh, we could watch a game on the, on our phone, on TV. You go to a bar, there's probably, you know, uh, clips or even games going on uh, during the group stages most uh, mostly because obviously there's games constantly every single day. Now as we're entering the semifinals, uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, and then Wednesday, you'll be seeing um, obviously it all over the place. But everyone's talking about it and you know we need to get people's attention now and convince them or show them why the beautiful game is what it is and why we have come to learn it and love it um so people can actually get onto it and you know uh, being in the u.s um we see what mls is like and mls is like everyone considers it the retirement league where big time all-stars for example dc united where i reside in um dc in the dmv um just acquired the services of uh manchester united legend wayne rooney and people are coming over and and i guess it draws attention but come on rooney uh didn't have the greatest season per se at everton and then he's over here in dc united and um what will he contribute you know and and can he contribute something and can he draw some attention to people and we've seen slatan go to la galaxy and we saw carlos vela go to um la um <clears throat> la united I think that's what it is. And for crying out loud, Carlos Vela was actually pretty young, though. Like, Carlos Vela, like, you'd expect someone coming to the MLS when they're, like, 30, um, when they're 35. And it's it's incredible to see Carlos Vela switching over here, and he's only 29 years old. And some people pretty much consider him to be still at some sort of prime, and um, it's incredible uh, what he did. But nonetheless, I, I love the beautiful game, and this is why I'm doing this podcast um, we will cover. We will obviously be covering um, the France Belgium game because that's the one that we're focusing on because it's tomorrow and we want to sort of see. You know, we're gonna look at the lineups between Uruguay and France game and we're gonna see the lineups between the Brazil and Belgium game, which I'm pretty sure every single person's bracket for the World Cup was demolished by Belgium beating Brazil and seeing them knocked out because I'm pretty sure and don't lie that you had a Brazil as your pick to win the whole thing. Uh, seeing the lineup that they had and the likes of Thiago Silva, Gabriel Jesus, Neymar, Coutinho, Marcelo Paulinho, like we're, we're talking about world world star player here, uh, World Cup stars here, and the likes of these type of players, world class players. But nonetheless, Belgium got the job done because we're not gonna belittle them either. Because I mean, come on, Courtois, company, De Bruyne. Fellaini had a great game against Brazil, uh, Lukaku, and how are we going to forget about the beast that is their number 10 captain, Hazard? So, I mean, it's incredible. It's incredible what we're going we're gonna to be going over. And right before we dive into, um, you know, uh, the quarterfinal games between um, Uruguay and France, um, we're going to... Uh, I'm just going to let you guys know off the bat, because I'm assuming you're wondering... Coming into the 2018 FIFA World Cup Russia, I am a diehard Argentina supporter. And I support Argentina all the way, and that was who I wanted to win the World Cup. To say the least, I didn't expect them to win against France, just because, let's be realistic, we barely made it through the window to get into the World Cup out of the Comebol qualification rounds. Um, Messi obviously had a beast game versus Ecuador scoring a hat-trick, but... We barely got in. And then you're, you're looking at um, how they did in the group stages. They open up their game versus Iceland and they tie 1-1. One, one. 
Sergio Aguero had a great goal. We can hate. But off the bat, coming into the World Cup, we're looking at Argentina's coach. We're looking at our coach, Jorge Sampaoli. Voted the best coach in, in, in Europe. He was with Sevilla. He won the Copa America with Chile. He, he, he He's world-class coaching here. He comes over to the national side of Argentina. He starts coaching. And the 15 professional, professional legit games that he coached, oh, that he had under his command of Argentina, there was never once back-to-back games where he repeated the same lineup and roster. He was always experimenting with it. He came into the World Cup experimenting. Let's look, let's look back at it. We're looking at the first three games, 1-1 versus Iceland. Then we get demolished 3-0 by Croatia. And then we barely, just barely edge it out by defeating Nigeria 2-1 by a great cross from Mercado over to Marco Rojo, who saved the day for Argentina. But but think about it. We, we scraped into the World Cup. We scraped through the group stages to get into the round of 16. And we we it ended. Because you can't win the World Cup by luck. You win it by, by taking your opportunities, taking your chances, playing... The full 90, 90 to 95 minutes because this World Cup is incredible. They're giving like four to five, six, even seven minutes of extra time as we saw in that Brazil game versus Costa Rica. But, I mean, you got to play die hard. And everyone was put in their eyes. Where's Messi? Where's Messi? He doesn't appear. I mean, Messi can't win a tournament by himself. Messi can't um, <clears throat> do it all on his own. And Sampaoli wasn't backing him up, wasn't helping him by... By not even st- like he, he besides, I think um, Messi and um, Caballero was obviously not what we thought it would have been. Willie Caballero came in fine, you know we we t- we drew one one versus uh, Iceland, cool, but you gotta we gotta go out there and die on the field versus Croatia, and we get battered three 0 off of one of two of his mistakes. So it's just like, you know, you see the, you know, you'll you'll go back and look at the videos and see the repetition, the the repetitions of, of him trying to get the ball to another player, and obviously chips it the wrong way, and then <clears throat> it gets netted to the back of the net. It just gets rifled straight to the back of the net. And I'm thinking here, holy crap, should we have trusted Wiedi Caballero, who doesn't get, who's who's not even a starter. With Manchester City. He's not a starter. He's a bench player. He wasn't going to bench Ederson. No way. And then you have um, Armani, who plays for River Plate. And he is a starter for, for River. He's a starter for River. Why aren't we seeing him start from the beginning of the World Cup? And then you play him versus Nigeria to see, you know, what's up. And you and the Armani, who's actually have continuity, play the game versus Iceland, play the game versus Croatia, and then give Willy a chance versus Nigeria. <clears throat> no. He had to mess it up <clears throat> and give Rebic the ball by mistake. Um, but, what, I mean, what can we do? It, it, I, I rambled off a little bit about Argentina, but because that's the team that I support, and... What's in the past is in the past. Now we have to look forward to the 2019 uh, Copa America Cup. <clears throat> cool. You know, we'll look forward to that. Will he still be our coach? Will, um, will, um, 
Sampaoli still be the Argentinian coach? We will wait and see for that. But nonetheless, um, we're here to talk about, you know, I, I just wanted to share who I was supporting in the World Cup. Uh, once we get out of the World Cup, we start getting into um, the the league season. The, 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 the leagues start kicking off. Um, I'll let you know what team I respectively support in each respective league. For example, uh, the BPL, the Premier League, I am a Liverpool supporter. I'm a Reds. But I will never uh, choose... I will never be biased over the team I support. Because, for example, Argentina versus France. I could have been like, oh, Argentina definitely going to take doves. We have Messi. We're going to win. Blah, 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 blah. Could have made up a whole bunch of scenarios of why Argentina could win. But because that's the team I support, I'm going to be biased against it. No. When it comes to soccer, I'm very realistic. I'm very straightforward. We're going to look at the goods and the, the pros and the cons. We're going to look at what's good and what's bad. And obviously, Argentina was not built, structured wasn't like I'm stuttering here but we we weren't ready to verse France France are squatted for crying out loud um France oh, I don't know why Mbappe is a beast he's a beast I, I'm a little bit butthurt because he scored a brace against us but M- Mbappe is, is great he's he's blowing up in the World Cup he's doing his thing out there and he Come on, like, Mbappe's speed. He's pure speed. He's crazy. But nonetheless, I mean, it is what it is. And we lost 4-3 versus France. And then France come along and do the deal and get the deal done versus uh, Uruguay. Now, before, after um, Uruguay beat Portugal, I was like, lit, you know? I think Uruguay are going to give France a run for their money. They're going to challenge them. They're going to do their thing against them. But if and only if they had Cavani on the pitch. Now, I'm not saying Cavani is the reason they lost because the team is not going to solely depend off of one player. But you saw what damage Suarez and Cavani did to Portugal to get into the quarterfinals to begin with. So I think he definitely influenced, and it would have been a different game. I'm not saying Uruguay would have beat France, but we would have had a different perspective to it going into it. We would have, you know, tried um, analyzing it differently because Cavani is a world-class player. He plays for PSG, and, well, who? I mean, I'm not going to rip on Stuani, who plays for Girona and, you know, um, in La Liga. But, I mean, come on. Maybe Stoani's that player that you put in after um, Cavani did his thing already and whatnot. But, I mean, um, he didn't have any goals scored. He had one attempt in the whole World Cup. And he... Would you really choose Stoani over Cavani? I mean, I mean, besides the Ani and their, the last part of their names, I mean, come on being realistic and I'm not ripping on him because every single soccer player deserves their merit he's in the freaking World Cup he got called up by his national team he's there representing them and you're going to go out there and you're going to give 110% of it but nonetheless um, we saw Uruguay crash and we're looking at Uruguay with the back line of um, Jimenez and Godin right there we should just stop like I mean like, after that, you know, Laxal was their left back and Cáceres was their right back. Cool. I mean, pretty decent uh, um, uh, backs, um, right back and left back. But Jiménez and Godín alone says a lot about the type of defense that they had. 
Then they have Toreira and 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 Vecino, and then they had Nandes and Betancourt on the, on the right mid and left wing, right mid and left mid, and then obviously you had Suarez. Who we're gonna focus on Suarez real quick, because Suarez didn't show up for Uruguay the way we expected him. He had that awesome epic goal. Um, against, I believe it was Saudi Arabia, where it was a free kick, and he did like this lit curve around um, the goalkeeper. I don't even know, like, like it was, it, it wasn't even like a, a actual free kick. It, it just like glided around the on the ground, and he scored it. But besides that, uh, we didn't see. Suarez do the damage we expected for him to do. We didn't see uh, the Suarez we're known and we've we've come to learn and love from Barcelona. For crying out loud, Suarez only had <clears throat> excuse me two goals scored in the World Cup. Two goals, and that was in their first game versus Egypt. And then you had that second goal that he scored against Saudi Arabia. When you think about it, he had back-to-back goals, so that's pretty dope, right? But then why are you gonna go? Why are you gonna go ahead and disappear in the round of sixteen, and then in the quarterfinals? Um, crazy, right? But nonetheless, I mean, Uruguay, I. After Argentina crashed out, I was going for, um, I was going for for Uruguay. I'm gonna be raw with you, being um, Latino, being um, Hispanic, whatever you want to call it. I was gonna, I was supporting, um, I was supporting every single Central American and the likes of Panama and Costa Rica, uh, North American, which was the only ones repping North America, were Mexico. And then obviously every single South American team in the likes of Colombia, Uruguay, Brazil, Argentina, and Colombia. Did I mention them in the beginning? I don't know. But anyways, you get the picture. Every single, um, every single South American, like I was repping America hard. And remember, America isn't just the United States. America, we got North America, Central America, and South America. And I was supporting every single team. Unfortunately, U.S. didn't make it. That broke my heart because uh, I think they. Sh- I mean, obviously they should have um, been there, but I mean, uh, you know, you know, it, it is what it is, and we have a lot of work underway in the U.S. men's national team. But that's a, a topic for another day. And then, um, you know, I was just backing every single North, Central, and South American team, and every single team crashed out. And I heard somebody uh, say, we're looking at the Euros. Literally, the semifinals is the Euro Cup. <laughs> I swear. Uh, unbelievable. The The last teams that we, we were, you know, rooting for were obviously uh, Colombia without winning the round of 16. Argentina, obviously, round of 16 crash outs. Um, Colombia, obviously, going out to the three lines and the likes of England. But I mean, you know, I, I, that's that's why I love soccer, and I'm not gonna discriminate, and I'm not gonna uh, try to change anybody's mind. I, 
I was just rooting for American teams. Big whoop. That doesn't mean I'm going to stop supporting any other team because I actually want Belgium to take dubs against France. But that's my. That, I'm not telling you that that's what's going to happen. I just want Belgium to win versus um, France for what they did to Argentina. <laughs> Hopefully, we don't see Mbappe the way we did. But Mbappe is a freaking beast, and he's only 19 years old. Um, and what he's doing in, in in the World Cup is just mental. Um, at, at such a young age, and and guys, you know, don't be surprised if in the 2022 World Cup in Qatar you start seeing. 19-year-olds, 18-year-olds, 20-year-olds, 21-year-olds just ripping it because soccer's evolving. And as, as the, the, the further down the road we go, the, the, the further down we go, we're going to start realizing that it's going to start evolving in that way. And um, what's going to happen when Messi and Ronaldo retire? I mean, we obviously know that Messi and Ronaldo are from completely different planets. Being an Argentina supporter, a lot of people might think, that I'm an Argentina supporter because of Messi. Nah. And that's not the like. And if you ask anybody from Argentina what they think about Messi, they'll probably tell you Messi who. And they'll say Messi will never be like Maradona, et cetera, et cetera. You know, big what? But um, it, it's crazy what we're going to see. I don't know what to expect from this French-Belgium game. And then we're going to look at Belgium, who assistant coach Thierry Henry... You know, is is backing up the 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 squad of the Belgium squad, and I'm very excited to see what's going to happen between France and Belgium because I believe, and I'm not playing down or under hyping the Croatia England game, but this is my opinion, humble opinion, and if you have any opinions, you know, go ahead and make your voice be heard. But I feel that the winners between France and Belgium are probably going to be the winners. Come the final. Come the final. On when's the final? Let's check it out. The final's gonna be on July fifteenth in Moscow in Lusniki Stadium. And when that happens, I'm pretty sure because I'm not saying I'm, I don't want to say who's gonna win between you know France and Belgium. I'm just saying I, I I have my heart set on Belgium. Because they deserve it. Why not Belgium? They never won a World Cup. France already won a World Cup. And Mbappe only has more and more time to keep developing and becoming more of a beast than he already is at the young age of 19. But, I mean, why not Belgium? Why not the golden generation of Belgium? You know, you could literally call them the golden generation and the likes of Hazard and the likes of um, Lukaku and the likes of, you know, De Bruyne and call them the golden generation because they won the freaking World Cup. But, I mean, it's crazy to, to think that Belgium are about to make history. They made it to the semifinals, and they're going to verse a very, very, very good and agile friends who we've seen work together. Uh, we have yet to see Griezmann really explode the way we expect him, but Mbappe has been covering that area. And then they have Paul Pogba. Paul Pogba's a beast. We all know that. We saw it happen at Juventus. And we're kind of sort of seeing him wake up at Man United. But other than that, I don't know what to expect of this France-Belgium game. And it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Um, We saw what they did against Brazil. And we're going to talk about that. Brazil-Belgium. The final score, Brazil 1, Belgium 2. An own goal from Fernandinho and a banger from Kevin De Bruyne. Then in comes substitute... um, Renato Augusto scoring 
and the, and the, at the 76th minute. And that gave hope. And I was watching the game. I had just come from work, and I, my brother is a diehard Brazil fan. He was watching it. He was at the edge of the couch. This, the marker was 2-0. And something told me Brazil was going to score. I didn't think they were going to win because they were they were down 2-0, and you're not going to break down Vincent Company and Vertragen and all that stuff. But, I mean, they're going to score a goal. They're Brazil. They got Neymar. They got Paulinho. They got Coutinho. They got, you know, William. They got, in quote-unquote, Gabriel Jesus, who, wow. We'll get into that later, but Belgium did the job. They got the job done. That second half was completely dominated by Brazil. And try and change my mind about it, but that second half was completely dominated, and you saw Belgium trying to re- recover everything. And I'll tell you this right now, and, and you know, we talked about it with, you know, uh, my brother and, you know, a couple of um, other people we, we ran it by. Courtois saved Belgium. Courtois had an amazing game. Um,. Now, the man of the match of, of that game was De Bruyne because obviously Water Bangery scored. But, I mean, I think runner-up should have definitely been... Uh, De Bruyne got man of the match, but I think runner-up should have been um, um, Courtois because he had a great game. I mean, he, he uh, that the one he blocked from Neymar, that shot, he that amazing shot that Neymar took was blocked by Courtois. And it's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um... I'm just so excited um, that we have the semifinals that we have. Um, but, I mean, again, I repeat the question. How did you expect that? Did you expect these semifinals? Did you expect these final four? Um, and who do you have? Who do you think is going to take dubs? Um, France versus Belgium, who will win? Croatia versus England, who will win? Now, the Croatia-England game, uh, I will try making another podcast you know, because as far as as um, making these podcasts, I'm kind of hyped about it. I'm on the hype train. I, I listen to podcasts frequently. I love listening to podcasts. Um, and usually I, I do it when I'm either um, going on a run or if I'm in my car going to work. And I think those are the best moments to listen to, especially if you're in rush hour traffic. You pop in a podcast and you inform yourself and you listen. And, and I, I'm, I don't know what to expect from Soccer Symphony. Um, The name was inspired completely by my passion for music and my passion for soccer. Combine them both. And that's why the slogan of the podcast is um, don't just watch, listen. And, you know, listen to other people. I'm not saying um, completely stick to one source. Uh, Branch out. Listen to other. I like listening to ESPN and then YouTube, obviously, uh, listening to different uh, YouTube channels. Um, um, I don't know if any any of you listeners have heard of the great Conradinho, Jimmy Conrad. I love watching his videos on YouTube. If you don't know who Jimmy Conrad is, he's an ex uh, ex men's national team, U.S. men's national team player. Scored an amazing banger again against Mexico. And my dream would definitely be to have Jimmy Conrad on the podcast in the future, because we don't know if how this podcast will evolve. Will it even blow up? Will it get any traction? Will ears come to listen to it? I hope so. That is my desire. But you are listening to the Soccer Symphony Podcast. Um, I will never determine a certain amount of time that we will be recording the podcast. Uh, we're sitting on about 28 minutes right now. And I, I don't have a certain amount of uh, time that we're going to spend talking. Um, because it could, it could go anywhere between 5 minutes to an hour or an hour and a half. We don't, I don't know yet. But I'm new to the podcast scene. And I love how Anchor have been able to set this up for 
people to do their own thing, be creative and express themselves. And I love that I'm able to express myself through this podcast. And I hope that you um, subscribe or follow whatever um, the term would be, the terminology would be under um, Anchor. But, you know, follow, uh, subscribe, um, sígueme, suscríbete, um, any way, shape or form that you understand that. Um, and follow me. Uh, I don't have any social media for Soccer Symphony yet, um, but I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure once we get to the final, or maybe even after the World Cup, uh, we'll probably launch a uh, Instagram and Twitter, um, and I'll start promoting the crap out of it, and um, people will get around to listening to it. I'm not doing this for fame, for money, for fortune. I'm not doing this for attention. I'm literally doing this because I'm passionate about the beautiful game and what it has done to me and to my life and how uh, life can be sort of stressful sometimes and your mind is literally just everywhere. You're going through your own stuff, but then you come through soccer and you can vent and you can follow a team and support them and cry and, you know, and and and, and celebrate and cheer. I mean, if you're French, vive la France. If you're Belgium, don't know how to say let's go Belgium and, and, and them, but I mean... That game is going to be bomb. It's going to be popping tomorrow. France, Belgium. I mean, don't miss it. Watch it. Live it. Learn it. Love it. Um, you know, and let's hope that, you know, the podcast gains that traction. If you're listening to it for the first time, if you know me, and if you're listening to this, uh, freaking awesome. Thank you for the support. Um, you know who you are. And um, and if you, you're coming across this podcast because you search soccer, under the search engine or you want to follow a podcast that's genuine um that's not um a podcast that's not completely and solely uh you know uh corporate or corporation or you know a monster um channel or monster giants like espn or i'm not ripping on them or anything like that you know um but sometimes why not listen to somebody else's voice um or however that comes off i don't want to come off like a jerk in any way shape or form but i mean this is crazy and uh i want if i if i could thank someone from anchor uh for the opportunity and the window we have open here to be ourselves and express ourselves and um please uh follow subscribe uh, I hope you get to the end of this podcast and that you're pretty much ending it right now. Wherever you are, I hope you're having a great day. And uh, if you're listening to this um, today, the day that it's being uploaded, kudos. And if you're going to watch it tomorrow, um, let's see what happens. Um, let's see who takes dubs, France or Belgium. That's that's today's podcast is the France-Belgium preview. We talked about France and Belgium and the games prior to the matchups. Um that we're going to see tomorrow. Um, but that's crazy. I'm very happy. Very excited. I'm, I'm very new at this. Uh, might be a little bit nervous. Um, but this this is pretty much my personality. If you meet me in person, I'm a very talkative person. I'm really open to a lot of stuff. And I'm not going to be a boring t- sort of um, person. I hope to entertain you. I hope to inform you. And I hope to give you my opinion. And, and I hope that I'm able to motivate you in any way, shape, or form to get into the beautiful game. Or if you're already in it and you're already soccer, uh, soccer obsessed and... <clears throat> stuff like that let's keep on spreading the world of the beautiful game um it is what it is uh we're coming toward the end of the world cup and like i said in the trailer to the podcast why start the uh, podcast now when we're headed towards the end of the world cup and like i said why not let's make this happen um i took the first step uploading the trailer i know i know um 
very close people to me uh, took a listen to it and i appreciate that and after this podcast literally spread the word i uh want to get as much traction as possible um I'm doing this because I love it and I don't expect anything in return from it. But if it does, sometimes when you do stuff and going into it without expecting anything in return, it will give itself back to you. If you if you give yourself to something solely and wholeheartedly, you will get something in return from it. And that's what I hope to do with this podcast. Um, I'm very excited to see what happens. Um, this has been the Soccer Symphony podcast or Soccer Symphony as you'd want as i call it and i hope this has been music to your ears and uh i hope you're tuning in tomorrow for the croatia england preview where we will be talking obviously about croatia's game um and uh their their previous games uh in england you know versus sweden and croatia versus russia where we will definitely be talking about did you expect russia to get to the quarterfinals um but nonetheless uh, we will be going to that tomorrow, and I hope I hope you are able to listen to it. Um, and yeah, um, thank you guys. Um, appreciate the love and the attention, and spread the word about Soccer Symphony. If you know anybody out there, this will we will really try uh, shaping Soccer Symphony to be for everybody, for people who are just learning what soccer is, who don't know a lot about soccer. To someone who's soccer obsessed, who's who's played professionally, whatever you know, we want to not discriminate anybody. Um, if you if you have the attention and the will and the desire to learn about the beautiful game, we're all in. Let's go. Let's do this. Um, so for now, this has been me, Jeffrey Vides, with the Soccer Symphony. Uh, tune in tomorrow for Croatia England. Have a great day.